Welcome to Hensley's Hangout with Kyle and Pat. Hey there, welcome to the Hensley's Hangout podcast. Uh, this is your host, Kyle Chamberlain speaking. And this is the co-host, Pat Wilson. Uh, this is episode one. This is a companion podcast for the Cashman's Heroes Fantasy Football League. We're going to be breaking down what's going on around the league. And by the league, I mean our 10-person fantasy football league. I, I think this is probably the podcast with the smallest audience but that could grow we this is our second season and we are hitting the ball running and we're having a lot of fun doing it <laughs> uh yeah it could grow to 12 people um all right well i guess any any notes off the top that you want to that you want to mention well the first thing i was going to say uh congrats on having a month old kid now oh yeah ba- baby theodore chinley chamberlain shouts out to theo we may have to uh take a pause in the podcast if he decides to freak out again Yes, just before we started, he, there, there there was some crying, so Kyle did have to step away, but he's a one-man band. He's back, and uh, my the thing I want to know, and everybody wants to know, has Theo declared if he's a Ravens fan or an Eagles fan yet? Obviously, he's a Ravens fan. Okay. I'm glad I, I'm, I, I noticed how you whispered that. It, obviously, he's a Ravens fan. <laughs> no, Meredith knows it. She knows it. Uh, he's growing up here in Towson, Baltimore. It's not – I mean, the Eagles, it, it, it's like – there are NFC teams, but it's kind of like, you know, it's redheaded no. steps. Step right, child. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, we'll take him down the street, down to Dundalk eventually, get a, get the skyline tattooed on his calf or something like that. <laughs> uh, uh, the, the Utz girl uh, getting proposed to by the bow guy. Oh, yeah, that's a yeah. good one. And then yeah. a crab or, like, the Ravens and the Orioles guys having the boxing gloves up, you know. Yes, Some definitely. good old Brooklyn, South Baltimore trash right there. It's only a matter of time, unfortunately. Uh, also, shout out to um, Julia for first birthday just a couple of days ago. Yep. I want to say. Yep, we've. Uh, I'm now tracking that three out of our ten owners are fathers now, so that also will grow in, uh, in due time. I was going to say we'll have to do a baby update at the beginning of next season. <laughs> anyway, uh, you want to get into the rookie draft? Yeah, absolutely. It was about a week ago. Yep, um, we did it right before the season, and uh, my first take was. Holy hell, are the quarterbacks and tight ends in this draft trash? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, honestly, uh, mostly trash at the running back position, too, but that's pretty much all that was drafted in the first round. Yep. I mean, going into this draft, everybody knew that wide receiver talent was going to be very deep, but I I know there was no quarterbacks really. That There was only one first-round quarterback where there's usually four to five, so that just could tell you how bad that our rookie draft was going to be. And like you said, the running backs aren't really that great too, but you know, it's kind of like the tallest midget mentality right now. I think it's worth pointing out that uh, Pat did a, a little bit of a reach, but uh, importantly, a snag Kenny Pickett away from, uh, from the Prince of Glenrock, Paul himself. Oh, yeah. I, I even said on our Zoom call, or I guess it was a group FaceTime with you, myself, Hunter, Paul and Tyler that I'm like, Paul, if I leave you Kenny Pickett, are you going to draft him? And he said some obscenities to me. <laughs> and I said, I'm just doing this despite, he might honestly not ever play for me. I just want to watch him like pick splinters on I, my bench. I, I, and I hope he does just that. <laughs> honestly, Mitch didn't look bad week one. Um, you mean in preseason? No, in the in the first week one. Oh, I, I keep thinking Kenny Pickett. I'm like, oh, oh no, yeah. sorry. No, Mitch. no, he... 
everybody knows that he's going to be fine. But he's just like, he's just the definition of mediocrity. Well, uh, is he Brendan's best quarterback right now? Could be. But Brendan, <laughs> Brendan will die on that hill, so we're not even going to go in on that yet. But literally going by the first round, like my first take was um, there was a lot of good wide receivers taken and a lot of running backs heavy off the bat, which I was a little shocked at just because of, you know, Chris Olave, uh, Drake London. They were some solid snags for myself and Brennan, who was substituted by you, that he's going to come back and be like, holy hell, I got Drake London at seven. Yeah, who could believe it? And he um, and I think that he's not that good, but there's nobody playing wide receiver for Atlanta, so volume and you know is just going to be key for him. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, what was he? Twelve and a half points week one. Yeah, and I mean, they they could be like garbage time, but it, points are points, and fantasy football doesn't clarify that. So, uh, who's the worst running back taken in the first round? Oh, Allgaier by Josh, hands down. I <laughs> literally reached for. Going to CVS and get him some Ben Gay. <laughs> that was such a reach. Uh, again, like not not saying that all those running backs did overly well in Week One, and it's a season and career thing. But I just don't see that being an immediate impact right now. And I, and especially with the first round, like you know, there was a lot of other better running backs, in my opinion, and better wide receiver talent. But he needs they, everybody needs running backs, so that's probably why they went. So so Josh is getting the official the Ben Gay bump for uh, for that running back pick, but honestly we may have to revisit this take next week because who's the who's the backup behind Cordero, the old Bears guy? Is it Damian? Uh, Damian Williams. Yeah, he got hurt, right? Yeah. So I think I think that guy's going to start this coming or yeah. not start, but get time for sure behind Cordero. Right. And uh, I mean, other than that, I didn't think that the first round was that crazy in terms of reaches Paul had Paul took George Pickens pretty early Mm -hmm. just because he's a Steelers fan and he's going to be good I think um but it what I what you got to think about when drafting is that they might not be there when you come around you don't want to get too greedy so if you got if you really like a guy just snag him yeah I uh I was thinking about that as well I'm I'm kind of regretting taking um Wandale Robinson in the third round instead of jumping up for a Pacheco in the fourth if Sean ended up getting him a couple picks later uh I got absolute garbaggio running backs out of this draft but we'll see what develops yep and but uh in the second and third rounds there was some uh mild surprises I really really liked or Tyler shipped away his both his first and second round picks but he still was able to grab solid um value with uh, Romeo Dubs from the Packers mm-hmm. now they've been talking about him just because the Packers have literally the fuck around gang <laughs> at wide receiver right now so this guy looks great but um with not having a first and second round pick Tyler really snagged some value there I'm wondering Pat uh, you took Brian Robinson in the third, and a couple picks later, Brendan took Tyrion Davis-Price. And, you know, Elijah Mitchell, he's injury-prone last year. This year he's out as of week one. Davis-Price could get some play. I'm wondering if you're glad that you took the guy who was made Swiss cheese by DC's finest instead yes. of Davis-Price. Oh, 100%. I mean, as soon as I saw he got shot, I'm like, he <laughs> has to be on my team. Do you feel like him and Donnie Waltman are definitely rolling around the streets together? <laughs> Uh, any takes on the fourth and fifth round? No, um, I just thought besides like Paul getting a tight end like Jelani Woods, I think he could be okay. And uh, Sean definitely snagging as Isaiah Pacheco that late, which mm-hmm. I had no idea he was a seventh round pick because they really been seem 
to gas him up a lot. Well, he got a lot of play week one. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Is yeah. like I I was like surprised that I. I mean, I followed the draft and, like, just fantasy in general, but they kept saying, like, Isaiah Pacheco, Isaiah Pacheco. Like, they made it sound like he was a mid-third or fourth-round pick, and which I thought was odd, too, when they have two start – or they have a pretty deep running back room there in Kansas City. Yeah, no doubt. I uh, I saw a picture of Jelani Woods the other day standing next to uh, Mo Ali Cox, who was, like, 6'7 or something they like that. They basically looked like they were extras in Predator Dude, together. Dude, what the – Jelani Woods is fucking huge. Is that guy <laughs> 7 feet tall? Yeah. they Him and Mo Ali Cox are, like, over 6'6 six six dreads. Like, they're just big dudes. Got to love that. Uh, also, I got to say, Josh, picking up Sam Howell in the fourth um, – the commanders are probably going to fall apart second half of the year, and I think that guy's going to get some play. He balled out in the preseason. Yeah, so. I mean, it remains to be seen when you get these late-round flyer quarterbacks. Yeah, they always pop in. Yeah. But other than that, I thought it was a really great draft. Um, it was fast with, you know, Joshers flying, Brennan's doing his thing for our country around somewhere. So, I mean, the fact that we were still able to cruise was pretty impressive. It was a fast draft, but an hour what? Um, already looking forward to next year. So, who do you, in your opinion, think lost our draft? Uh, easily Adam. I, I got to say, yeah. I don't think, I, I mean, Rashad White might not play at all this year. Malik Willis, probably not going to play this year. Valus Jones is the oldest rookie of all time. I think he's like pushing in at about 40 year old, years old. Uh, and no one's ever heard of Ty Chandler. Wow. Okay. Well, damn, that's a nice way to bring Adam in. But. <laughs> I will say the only thing – I agree with most of that, but Adam is probably going to give us the finger because, like, well, I got a fantasy championship, so fuck you. And uh, that's what happens when you pick last. So in the hit, in just in that defense, but other than that, good point. Adam is a scumbag and doesn't really do anything <laughs> for our league in terms of being polite to anybody. So, uh, in, But in my opinion, though, I would have to say uh, Josh or Paul had the worst. Um, Paul had no strategy at all. He literally was on FaceTime with us. And to, in his mild defense, we were doing another draft in it with our other friends simultaneously. But he literally looked like Paul had no idea like how to walk or anything during that whole FaceTime. He literally just was like – he took George Pickens and then he was like double like, – or overthinking it. Then he, in the second, taking Isaiah Spiller, I almost fell out of my chair, who was maybe a third or fourth running back for the Chargers. And um, there was just so much value there. But – um, in other news, I thought Sean Ramirez had a very strong draft. Oh, yeah. Um, he took, you know, Kenneth Walker, who didn't play last night in Monday Night Football, but um, they seem to be very high on him. He's coming in next week. Oh, he is? I, yeah, I saw, I saw a few minutes ago that he was uh, going to be playing week two. And being able to snag, uh, you know, Williams, too. Who are, yeah, they're both rehabbing. Like, those are, you know, two great snags by him. Um, and even Brendan had a um, – decent a pretty good draft um that i thought too i mean dotson balled out yeah one was it two touchdowns so it was awesome penn yeah. state's finest i know I, mean, he, I knew he's good but the fact that he went to penn state just makes me cringe <laughs> however james cook first touch first fumble that shit was brutal yes <laughs> that and also another thing i didn't know dalvin cook's brother oh yeah right no idea but i mean we'll see what develops there's like like Four or five people playing running back on the Bills right now. Yeah, and they still are going to put up 45 points. So. I didn't – I mean, Devin Singletary was kind of left for dead last year, but he had a great week. Yeah, uh, 
I was really confused by that because they had said like he was getting phased out, and all of a sudden everybody's high on him because it's like, oh, he's the running back for the Bills, and the Bills are Super Bowl favorites. So, right. and he actually did look good yeah. against a Rams defense in in Los Angeles. Yeah, fair enough. Um, well, I think with that, we're gonna take a quick ad break. Uh, see you in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by our geriatric friends over at the Coach Light. The next time you're looking for a wholesome, home-cooked meal, remember the Shrewsbury Classic Coach Light, open since way before your parents fled high taxes in Maryland for this side of the Pennsylvania line. Forget the faux-homey vibes of the Cracker Barrel on the other side of 83, and get your bacon and eggs with a side of heart, and that heart-clogging grease you love, from the Coach Light. The next time you stop in, mention the promo code KELBY for 50 cents off cream chip beef or scrapple. That's promo code K-E-L-B-Y for 50 cents off an order of cream chip beef or Scrapple. Now, back to the show. Pat just, Pat just let out a really big fart during that <laughs> ad break. <laughs> he looked at me when I was ready to go, and I said, yeah, I'm ready to go. And then I was like, hold on. And then this thing probably lasted as long as the ad break. <laughs> uh, yeah, you sound like Theo over there. Oh, yeah. Th- yeah, Theo. Uh, me and Theo have the same diapers. That's cool. We should get sponsored by them. <laughs> You know, uh, your fetish is really none of my business. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so, week one. <laughs> uh, yeah, week one. So, okay, first note on week one, uh, just like in real life, both of the league Super Bowl participants lost this week. Uh, Adam and I were among the lowest scoring teams, proving that being a good manager does not mean that, or rather. It's Super Bowl hangover for Adam. You just... I, I'm just a shithead. Yeah, this is just we'll, we'll chalk it up to lack of sleep, all of it, you know. But um, a lot of fun this late uh, first week started off good. Everybody, you know, learned a lot from week one. But I thought it was crazy that you know you one of your main players scored zero points. Oh yeah, off to a great start. Uh, I I would say probably the winner of the suspicious start of the week award goes to me with Cam Akers. Uh, coming off of a Achilles injury, definitely suspicious to begin with. But it had a know. but it had a really great Super Bowl. Yeah, so I, it I, didn't. Ma- so when I was watching that game, I mean, we were all texting about it. But I was like, "What are they doing?" And yeah. then when he did, it was almost like he was not even there. He should never have suited up. Yeah, he won't be playing for my team next week. Uh, Tony Pollard, also kind of uh, a bell of of fantasy football Twitter, totally totally dud for me this year or this week no good yeah when, but like here's how i take it and just to set the precedent for any t- player or team that didn't do well this week it's week one whenever i have like a a week where it's like i score less than 100 points like hey you just didn't show up this week we weren't unprepared <laughs> like just move on like it happens but then there's gonna be weeks where you score 160 points hopefully I w- <laughs> one more thing about the achilles injury is James Robinson had a great week, and he's coming off an even See, shorter what, recovery. So, and then, not not even just Achilles, but just ACLs in general. Like, do you remember when like Adrian Peterson like tore his ACL and was back in like six months, and then J.K. Dobbins is taking like over a year. over a year. So it's like I know there's like different degrees of them, and like some of them tear their MCLs or PCLs with it. But I'm like everybody, like I just don't understand that. I think I'd rather Dobbins stay out, though. Oh, I, 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 I'm completely under the philosophy that if you are not ready to play, do not rush them back. Like, in other news, like they're trying to move Dak Prescott back already, and it's like, or they do it all the time with these quarterbacks. They rush them back too quick, 
were these running backs and these high-profile players, and they just didn't do well. I mean, it, it, Russell Wilson sucked after he was hurt la- when he played hurt last year. So yeah, I mean, I, I Baker can't. Mayfield like had one shoulder, it's and everybody terrible. was saying how bad he was. I'm like, yeah, well, he needs that to throw. But and, like, like he's not he's not incredible, but he's also like usually you're hey it's pretty wild Kyle like when you're hurt you don't do as well as when you're healthy I mean I, I and we should get Josh on here to talk about it as a Cowboys fan but I wonder like the Cooper Rush experience can't be as bad as sitting through Dak sucking hurt you know no because like, knowing it's that's like a slow better. painful death yeah right exactly and they're they by the way Cowboys ooh, already looking like a dumpster fire uh, I just want to say right now Brendan thank you for not trading me CD lamb last year oh <laughs> Yeah, I just think, and C.D. Lamb's gonna be good, and uh, but um, or will he, dude? That shit sucked. He yeah. he he caught like two passes. Well, I think maybe he's like not a bona fide one, and that's why he benefited from Cooper. I mean, he's definitely the one on that team. Yeah, which is yeah, but like it's like the same thing with like any other wide receivers. Like when another guy leaves, like Juju Smith-Schuster didn't produce that well after Antonio Brown. It's true. Like all it's true. whenever they have a one in front of them, take attention off of them. But other than that, from our game, I absolutely butt-fucked you. And <laughs> my whole team just showed up, and I was so happy with who I played. I, w- I wasn't like disappointed that like, man, I should have started him because I felt confident in who I started. But like once the bye weeks and the injuries start settling in, like – Usually your week one roster's already stopped, which you should feel solace in that. Like, your team just didn't show up, and that's just one thing. But Michael Pittman Jr., going to be absolutely I think, I, think he's a top, I think he's a top five wide receiver this year. Yeah, he's – when you get a guy that can be a PPR and then throw a touchdown in, like, it's just huge. And um, But I was happy, and I, I believe I got um, everything I wanted from my team. What's the, deal, what's the deal with ETN, though? So that was another surprising thing that, you know, you'd think James Robinson, they said, was going to be second in command and also had an Achilles injury, and he mm-hmm. got – he out-touched Etienne. He so like maybe two touchdowns or yeah, just one? Yeah, and I remember who they also play for, so it's the Jaguars, so they could be the fuck-around gang. So we'll see, but um, – Etienne I mean, dropped a, a pass, like, right on the goal line, too. I know. I saw. And, um, I mean, I'm letting it go. I mean – you don't really hone in on these things when you're winning, yeah. but when they lose, it's like, dude, you just screwed me. And when, and also, you also hone in on them when the games are much closer. Mm-hmm. But yeah. other than that, I uh, that was a good first week, and hopefully you can bounce back and I can get me going. But we got to talk about the marquee matchup of Ryan Mundus versus Joe Dennis, <laughs> who are probably playing one on one in New Freedom Park right now. To play best two out of three after that absolute mauling of a game this was like uh this was like thursday night football we went in thinking this is going to be the clash of titans yeah uh this is the you know first game of the season everybody's hyped about mundus versus joe dennis and then ends up being yeah very one-sided because if you actually like build a collage of like words in our group chat like i think ryan mundus and joe dennis have to be like mm. top five the people. biggest words in the word oh 100 well trey lance was playing in a swamp yes but also, we can hone in on, like, are we sure Trey Lance is the guy or is he just a guy? I mean, we got to watch next week. Uh, no no quarterback could – I mean, Justin Fields obviously played a little bit better, but he only had, like, 13 fantasy points, 14 points. So. Yeah, and, yeah, we shall see. But, yeah, Mundus definitely kept it out there. I mean, he 
his whole team scored well. He, Paul actually, we'll call him later, but he was the highest scoring producer in our week. And, so. and that's actually without even starting a tight end. Uh, he started George Kittle, who was out. And I got oh I got I got to wonder uh, when was that announced? It, it was definitely before well, the game. To defend Paul on this one, me and him kind of dove into the sauce on Sunday, <laughs> as some of you guys are aware. We were out there. Uh, we were both off on Monday, um, and we were coming off our wedding hangover. So we just decided to keep it going for the first week of football Sunday. So we probably didn't. He didn't check his lineup. I guarantee that. I was beating him on the pool table mm. the whole time until the game started. Priorities, Paul. Priorities. But, hey, he's he said, well, I must have done something right because I had the highest scoring without a tight end, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, looking at looking at Sean's roster, I mean, Zeke, shitty game, but also, like, what the heck is going to happen with the Cowboys, as we just said. DK Metcalf, I'm a little surprised that he didn't catch more passes. I mean, seven for seven is obviously great, yeah. but... With Geno Smith, I'm just I'm just surprised that DK didn't turn in more points. And uh, I don't know how many guys in our league actually look at like who picks up who or who drops who or like anything active. But I love how after this game, when Sean even said in the text, he's like, "I need to do something," and he just put like four guys on the trading block. Which there are good players, but it's like what you know. I don't know. Like, where does Sean go from here? Yeah. After having an 86 point week. Well, Ken Walker will be playing next week. Isaiah Pacheco had a great game on the bench. Uh, hopefully that can stay rolling. Yeah, and I'm, like, looking at Sean's team, and he's got, like, pretty good wide, or quarterback depth. So, I mean, and quarterbacks, like, in this league, it depends on if you want to lay up or not. Because, like, if you have two strong – like, if you have a, a really strong quarterback, and, like, for me, I don't really have the quarterback depth. Mm-hmm. But, like, Jared Goff, I knew, could get at least 15 points yesterday. I'm like – or on Monday, I'm sorry. And I'm like, well, why don't I just gamble big and play with wide receiver? And it worked, but like sometimes it's like, do you, do you if you need to make up those points, you got to play with somebody better. Yeah, we'll see what develops. Uh, who is Sean a, an offender with uh, starting people who are free agents? Right. <laughs> yeah, I see that. Is uh, is that is that Sean? Who's doing that? He's he's got. He's got a lot of people not in IR for some reason. Yeah, and that's another thing I've noticed in the league. Like, you just have guys that are just, hurt, like, utilizing your bench. And it's just – you should be running this like a true franchise where you put guys on IR, keep these guys who aren't going to make an immediate impact on taxi squad from your rookie draft, obviously. But, like, you know, some some guys, not as much as Sean as there are other players. Like, Somebody I thought had- I saw, like, De- a Devontae Booker on a team – like, on a – like – who even when he was on a team wasn't like killing it. Somebody has Lev Bell on their yep. bench still, and that guy just knocked out Adrian Peterson. Yes, and not on the football field, like in a box <laughs> in a boxing ring. I mean, but like, t- t- like he's got he's got Odell Beckham, who's going to be probably picked up when he comes back from injury, and who was good for the Rams and could be he's probably going to be playing for a competing team. So, all right, never mind, Sean, you're off the hook with the Beckham thing. <laughs> but next was Josh. And Adam, so that was Ernie McCraven and uh, Nate McGreal's birthday. Nate McGreal's birthday. Oh, we, got, oh, we shouldn't say happy birthday. Happy to birthday to Nate. It is, yeah, it is Nate's sh- birthday. Should have announced that at the top. <laughs> but yeah, he did. Uh, as we give, like to give Adam shit for starting tight ends all the time. Those were basically his only producing players. Yep, indeed. Uh, he also suffered by starting two Steelers. You should never do that. Yeah, that's like as a Ravens fan. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and Mike Davis, what did you expect? Yep. Oh, yeah. I 
anybody after last year with the Ravens injuries of Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins, I will never ever even look at another running back for the Ravens just because they they aren't the same Ravens team where it's like they have a great offensive line, so whatever running back you plug in, they're going to do well. Yeah, Like, it's just not the case. Yeah, certainly not during the Lamar era. And I think Josh has a pretty good team together. He's got some pretty good running backs. And also, I like him having A.J. Dillon and Jerry Judy, very young, talented on guys that are going to get a lot of work. Yeah, he's got a deep bench, too. Uh, Henderson... Henderson's performance on Thursday yep. made me feel bad as someone who was starting Cam Akers, obviously, but oh, I think yes. he's probably going to have a good year. Yeah, that was a good matchup. And uh, Stephon Diggs, um, or I'm sorry, it was, yeah, Stephon Diggs, right? Yeah, he's on Josh's team. Yeah, I'm about to say, he is just absolutely balling out, and he's just going to reap the benefits from Josh Allen getting better and better. And what's crazy is Gabe Davis had a freaking crazy day too on well, Thursday. I think all any wide receiver on the Bills this year and even even including even though Dawson Knox had like one catch for five yards. He'll have he'll have his weeks. Right. Sure. But you know, they he's all I also keep seeing them gassing up Isaiah McKenzie who Two had I, some nice catches. Yes, he did. And have the gender reveal in the game, if you saw that, where they zoomed after he scored that touchdown, he zoomed what? in on him and was like, It's a boy and he did it for his sister. What? Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And and he's on Donnie Waltman's team. Okay, so, okay. So we're, Proud moment. Yep, it was. I like the wholesome activity. I like to keep wow. my guys off the, like, out of the limelight. But mm-hmm. anyways. I wonder where uh, Adam's going to pivot from Dak Prescott. Uh, he's got Jameis on the bench. Uh, Publix Jameis. Oh, he's also got Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's, so I think Adam was the the when I was talking. He's about got Devonte like, Booker. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That that was the one I was thinking yep. of. Which he has a bunch of them. I, was he? Does he have Le'Veon too? No. Oh, damn! That would have really killed it. But yeah. Anyway, <laughs> when these guys aren't even on a team, it just says they're on by. They're that's usually should just be substituted for unemployment. <laughs> So Brennan versus Brendan, we've got uh, the the chalk team on Brennan's team, uh, Brennan's side. I just plugged everybody in based on who had the highest projections, and I gotta say, he took it to the house. I am. I think it's probably the only team where starting the people with the highest projections actually got you the win. And that's not a bad play, though. Like, I mean, sometimes you overthink it, and it's like these guys literally do this out of their houses for their living when they predict or predict, and. He we he also was technically on auto draft. The same thing we took, or he yeah. was picking people yeah. based on average draft position. Yep, yeah. I think he had a good draft. Yep, no, he had a very good draft. And um, Brendan has a had a pretty good team, but a lot of guys just didn't show up. For yeah, him. I think he had the highest points among teams that lost. So sorry, Brendan. Better yeah, luck, that's, better luck next week. That that happens a lot more than you think. I mean, Darnell Mooney. Obviously, he's gonna he has brighter days ahead. Yes, Darnell Mooney. He's like I think the only person who can he's catch a the diamond ball on in the rough. <laughs> yeah, he's the only person who can catch the ball on that team. Yeah. Same with Derek Carr. I mean, he's kind of a pedestrian quarterback, all yeah. things considered. But and the, Devontae and Adams yep. went crazy. So. Yep. No, I think Brendan's got a pretty decent team. It's just like you just gotta like take these on the head and be like, sometimes it's just bad luck. Like you, you're all there's always like in every league that I played in, there's always a, that one week where there's like. Two guys that score 155 points. Well, not they weren't both this high, but the example is like if I played anybody else this week, I would have beat them. But right. it's like it happens. Yeah. And just looking at these guys' benches, I mean, actually, Pat Fryermuth had a great week. Yeah, he's a good tight end. He was yeah. another person that I saw as like having a second year leap. 
Yeah. But lastly, Dan Erdman's soulmate and Daddy Longlegs. Let's see. What do we got going or, on? Or sorry, here? Prudence Till Island Trans. Yeah. Hunter took two. His his handle is Daddy Longlegs. Mm-hmm. And what's he thinking for lunch? Always pizza. It's always pizza. I'm thinking pizza. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's arguable. It's not even like that funny of a story, but it's literally my one of my favorite because like it was like a tagline. It was like a Woody doll. You pulled his string, and Tyler like Daddy Longlegs, what's for lunch this week? And he'd be like, mm, I'm thinking pizza. <laughs> but anyways, like you said, happy birthday to uh, Julia, who is like I guess Jeannie Bus of Tyler's family. Mm, there we go. Yeah, she's working at this at the. Uh, um uh, stadium kind of coming up the ranks soon she'll take over the race. I was about to say like knowing Tyler and Dan Ward like they're workers Julia is definitely putting in all that internship work to take over as Dan Urban's cellmate well Tyler Tyler's got her in the baby gym right now she's doing all kinds of reps doing tummy time all of this stuff she's gonna be uh, she's gonna be running circles around us in no time yep and uh, this is also another year uh, for Hunter to bounce back because as you know he was our last place finisher mm-hmm. um so he had the first pick and so there's gonna be a lot of eyes on him to see if he can climb into the playoffs you gotta year. be happy with cmc's first week oh yeah that's that's huge especially that he stayed on the field mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, no, that's no, a win in itself yeah, no q next to the name going into week two that's a that's a big w uh, i just want to stop for a second and talk about tyler's running back room he has derrick henry oh my god dalvin cook austin eckler and Javante Williams, like, and Ramondre Stevenson. Yes. How, the, how, did this, and he, how did this happen? And he parted ways with Melvin Gordon, who is still solid in the offseason. How, how did that happen? He's pretty deep at some other positions, too. I mean, Jordan Love, obviously, the clock is ticking. That was He's the gonna be up. pick of last year. He's <laughs> going to be up any day now. Yes, and Tyler definitely has a good team, which, in your opinion, do you think Tyler is going to win our league this year? I think it could happen. I think, I mean, if we were talking odds between all 10 of these teams, I think Tyler's probably the chalk favorite to win. Yes, he's definitely have a, he's a very strong team as is. Um, I think outside of Tyler, just looking around the league at the, at the rosters, I think Josh probably has a chance. He's probably second highest uh, betting odds in Vegas right now for winning the league. I really like what he's got going on on the team and a super deep bench. Brennan's got a great team. I mean, as of now, once he gets back and he gets to kind of like kick some of these people that are no longer on any rosters off of his bench um, and pick up some people that that actually play, I think he could could make a run, especially if Pat Mahomes has a great year. How about, let me ask you this, who's pushing the panic button more right now, Shawnee Wap or Daddy Longlegs? Got to be Sean. Yeah, I mean, at least... Just taking a look real quick at Hunter's bench. Um, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is not going to score four points a, a game, you know. Right. Uh, he's going to come back. A.J. Brown went totally ballistic this week. Uh, Cortland Sutton, I think, is going to have brighter days ahead. That was a weird-ass game. Um, Elijah Mitchell, I think he's probably toast. But, um, you know, I, I think if, if Brady falls off, Tannehill should be solid to fill in. He's got a pretty solid bench. So um, I, I don't know. I, I think I think Hunter could be a big bounce back candidate. I think he'll definitely be in the playoffs if he plays his cards right, which obviously not guaranteed. Yep, and it also helps that six out of our ten guys do make playoffs. So this is a easier one to get in. Yeah. But um, for guys that are hurt, um, I know our teams are very deep, and a lot of the backups are already on people's teams. But mm-hmm. what have you seen from the waiver watch? Because I think there is literally. 
I could go down York Road right now Dude. and pick out a better talent than what's on that waiver wire. Right it's now. slim pickings. I mean, there's nothing at quarterback at all. Don't don't roster Flacco. Don't roster Cooper Rush. I I rostered Jacoby Brissett just because he's the starter. Like yep. and and just because to have him. But I mean, even him, like out of anybody else, like the running backs that are available right now are like just journeymen or guys that can't hold on to the football and like. The tight ends are the tight ends this, though, are just about, booty. about running backs. Uh, Jalen Warren is the guy who could be filling in behind Najee if he misses time. I saw that like it's probably not going to happen. Like, he's probably good for week two, so that's that's a no go. And the Steelers' offensive line is booty, anyways. This is a good point. I mean, I think whoever's going to take over for Elijah Mitchell at 49ers could be worth rostering, but it's like who knows who that's going to be. So I actually have Jeff Wilson Jr. Oh, yeah. And he was, I, he was I actually, okay last yes, year. Yes, and I grabbed yeah. him because of – I actually picked him up a couple of weeks ago because I'm like – as I started reading about Elijah Mitchell and his health concerns, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, he might be somebody worth having on the team. And sure enough, I, I mean, I don't know if I'll play him or not, but yeah. he's ni- he's somebody nice to have. And, like, you just want to have options. You want to have guys that are getting touches. I feel like last year in the 49ers, they were just always cycling through different people. Like, Mitchell was – pretty solid for most of the year but like there was he was missing a lot of time and then it was totally up for grabs as to who was going to fill in for him so i don't know i don't know and that's and they're and they're kind of like a similar team as the ravens too with uh, running the ball a lot so it's like but they are a really good team and And who knows what's going to happen with trey lance like if he's going to end up playing something and they still got and they still got the hybrid of all hybrids Debo Samuel. Oh yeah, true. And he took and he carried the ball a lot once Mitchell left too. So he had kind of a dud of a week, which again, not going to happen every time. They just that, I think him. I think even though they played the sorry ass Bears, sorry mm-hmm. Brendan and Brendan, like that weather and that field is just an absolute slosh fest. Yeah. Uh, just looking at the wide receivers on the wire, Sterling Shepard, any interest? No, because I cut him myself. Oh, he, he, he is fu- <laughs> he is fired. <laughs> that um, the John. How about Greg Dortch, which I got to say, that's a good, that's just a great name to say. No. Just say it out loud. That just basically sounds like this guy that was at our high school that we had no idea. <laughs> knew, and he, he maybe been somebody we played like Badman with once, but I yeah. Mean, he's going to, he's going to Greg Torch you. I, yeah, he's oh, going to Greg Torch you for a touchdown. Man, you just had to plug that dad, <laughs> jo- that dad joke in there, didn't you? <laughs> but yeah, that, I, I scour the waiver wire just constantly to see what's available and, um, from somebody who's a waiver wire warrior, I did. I haven't seen anything. Yeah, uh, from one waiver wire warrior to another, I will not be chasing the Will Disley touchdown. No. Nor will I be chasing two targets, two touchdowns for O.J. Howard. Also, actually, incidentally, a uh, an Achilles victim himself. Yes, who has been a first-round tight end that was drafted and has definitely not performed up to his standards. I drafted him in my work league in, like, 2019 or something like that. Brutal. Yeah. Brutal. My biggest pet peeve in fantasy football was like, once you fuck me, you never play for me again. Yeah, fuck it. Fuck OJ Howard. <laughs> All right. uh, so up next, we're actually going to call in our weekly winner, Paul Seitz, and uh, get a couple words from him on his big W. Hey, Paul, can you hear us? Boys, can you hear me? Yes, sir. How are you doing, man? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Welcome to the podcast, Paul. You're on Hensley's Hangout inaugural episode. Uh, so awesome to be here. Awesome to be here. Well, thanks so much for calling in. Uh, we just wanted to get in touch and 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 
really understand how you're feeling after this huge week one win at Hensley's Hangout. Especially after the Sunday that we had and after a wedding of great performance and also enjoying Asheville, North Carolina. How are you feeling mentally, physically, and specifically financially? And spiritually. Um, first things first, uh, I'd, I'd like to, to, uh, to welcome Theo Chamberlain to the, uh, to the group here. Um, just a great showing from him this first month on planet Earth, and I'm expecting some great things going forward. Appreciate that. Um, physically, uh, physically, I've been better. I've been <laughs> worse. You know, um, three straight days of pretty heavy drinking will, will take a toll on you, but uh, we're maintaining here. Uh, financially, uh, possibly ruined um, <laughs> between, you know, between some uh, between some inexplicable 9.30 a.m. old fashions running $20 a pop. Um, yes, they don't you know, play between in Nashville. Investing a sizable amount of money on the Colts to do anything. Yeah, why'd you do that? Why'd did. you do that? Yeah. Um, along with along with Trey Lance and the 49ers, uh, shout out to the fight and Joe Dennis's absolutely laying a stinker so financially uh to answer your question pat borderline ruined yeah um and paul is also a perennially bad gambler so whenever he's down you know he's down well we got some good we got some good news for you paul i don't know why i don't know why i still do it i should just i should just write a check to the to i should just write a check to DraftKings (laughs) at the beginning of the season and save myself the heartache the lights are always on in vegas for a reason we got some good news paul you got 20 dollars coming your way you can send that straight into uh, DraftKings if that's if that's where you're going. Yeah, I'll tell you guys, I can't wait to lose that twenty dollars. Um, so, so that that kind of segues nicely into week one here. You know, I just I took a lot of flack during the rookie draft um, from 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 Pat here sitting across from or sitting in the you know in the studio um, for good reason. I, let's be I honest. Was really, I was really happy with the way that the team was able to bounce back from from some of my poor decisions and and really prove that football is a team sport you know the way they lifted me to a a, a big win over over a tough opponent you know uh, joe dennis the fight joe dennis is just i mean perennial content machine uh you know but you also there's gonna be a lot of good things but you also went over a different ownership group i mean you transitioned to mundus's last rep so you yeah. So I mean, th- that was that was also you know bringing that one to the team. Um, they understood why the change was necessary, why we had to make the change. So, so I'd say the reaction in the locker room to that was 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 pretty good. Um, right. And I think I think the team was really was really excited to come out and prove themselves um, as Mundus's last rep transitioning from the Josh Wolfpack. So, a lot, lot of credit to the team. Um, gonna as always have to thank God for for allowing us all to be here and and participate in this in this nonsense but uh you know the rest of the credit just goes to the team showing up and uh and and taking a lot of pride in the in the new name and the new direction of this organization and who do you think is most upset that you won this week you know i'm i'm gonna have to go i'm gonna have to go with uh, with you pat i mean you know a lot of the there was a lot of noise in the rookie draft there was a lot of noise um in the bar during the pittsburgh steelers great win so i think um I, you know, I, I think there's plenty of time for you to be proven right on both fronts, but, um, <laughs> you know, there's, but as far as week one goes, uh, I, you know, I think, I, I think you're really, uh, you're, you're the, 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 the fight in Ryan Mundus's, Myron Mundus's last rep, whatever you want to call us. Uh, I, I think this big week from them is, is 
you know, a chance for you to look in the mirror and, and pick it up yourself. And Paul, thank you so much for bringing up the uh, the ending of that Steelers game. I'd actually like to hear you guys kind of just go blow for blow. Just, I'd love to understand what the vibe was like down in Asheville during the end so, of that game. To lead into what Paul's about to say, I had just came <laughs> off of a New York win over the New York Fighting Football Jets, and Paul was throwing curse words at me, flicking me off constantly. Mm-hmm. And I this finally, after the Ravens won, I was able to divert all my attention to become a Bengals fan and watch oh, my friend yeah. die in the middle of the bar. <laughs> Unfortunately, Paul will get the last laugh, and he can walk you through that. Yeah, I mean, we definitely traded some punches there. Uh, you know, I, I picked Pat up and spun him around the bar when when uh, Minka Fitzpatrick bursted through the through the line and, and blocked that that game-winning extra point. And from there, really, you know, there were a lot of opportunities for a lot of opportunities for Pat to take shots, which, to his credit, he took full advantage of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm and, never you know, going to be short also, of talking shit. There's also mm-hmm. some. Uh, some ammunition there for me to fire at Pat, which, you know, he, he took like a champ and we just kept it moving. Um, the highlight of it for me, which more from an entertainment standpoint than, than my own mental well-being, the highlight for me is um, I, I know I've been circulating the photo taken of me as Boswell's 54-yard field goal bounced off the right upright. And, uh, and I'm, you know, just sitting on the floor of the bar looking dejected. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, it was a great afternoon of a uh, great afternoon for banter, great afternoon for content. And, uh, I was just happy in the end that, that the Steelers were able to pull, that we were able to pull out a tough win. And, uh, I guess, I guess we should say congratulations to Allie Waro and her new husband. Yes, that was a great weekend and special shout out to Brendan, um, for hosting Paul and I, I know we were cat and scumbags of the weekend, but we did have a good, we did, we had a great time. A lot of always a lot great hosts. A lot of and hey, what do we always say? Mix in a water. So, TJ Knox did not mix in a water yeah. on Saturday, but he's he's kicking, and he he helped us the Ravens come to a victory. So but, I'm gonna I'm gonna also I'm gonna add water to the list of things I want to thank for this week's victory. Yes. There we go. And recovery. Yeah. Well, Paul, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, look forward to uh, seeing you next week. An honor to be on the inaugural podcast. Thanks, guys. Thanks for calling in, Paul. Cease. Well, I think that brings us to about the end of our uh, agenda here for today. Anything else you want to add? Uh, nope. It's exciting first week. I'm just had an erection all week that football is back. <laughs> so excited to keep watching football. And, um, you know, Ravens home opener against the Dolphins on yes, Sunday. Sir. Yes, That's, sir. Fins are going to be down, not fins up. Mm-mm. It's going to be a good week. Let's get another long ball to Bateman, man. Yes. Oh my God. God, that was nice. What are you Ooh. doing? For, what, are you, what are we doing for the game this week? Uh, I don't know. I got a one-month-old baby. Okay, so <laughs> can that baby travel? Yes. <laughs> okay. We'll figure it out. We'll take this off. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> all right. Well, good first episode, and uh, thanks you all for tuning in. Yeah. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm gonna take us out with a song from my favorite rapper, RXK Nephew. Peace. Bitch, I pull a scrimmage with a 31. Pull a wildcat with 30 different guns. I kick a bitch out the house like a field goal. I punt a bitch the fuck out. Put my cleats on, kick you the fuck out. I'ma still drop when I'm dead like John Madden. Dropping since the 90s like Madden. They like how you dropped in the 90s from my grandma. Bitch, shouts out to grandma and John Madden. 556, five, make them dance to the beat. 
Beat your ass like NFL Street. Bitch, I look like Reggie Miller times three. Bitch, I smoke more weed than Ricky Williams. Kick you off the team like Ricky Williams. Dog shit records, I got beef for Mike Vick. Let that nigga touch another dog again. Mike Vick days is number fucking with the dog. Slide through, fuck your bitch like Russell Wilson. I got more step kids than Russell Wilson. I'll rob my bitch baby dad if I was Russell Wilson. Boy, stop it, you look dumber than Russell Wilson. Dumbass ass curl on your head like Russell Wilson. I'ma step in that bitch like Ray Rice. Jump on the elevator, go to the 24th floor. Bitch gon' have to get up off the floor. I'm famous Dex performing in his draw. Mike do a show on my PSD draw. Bitches in the crowd trying to take it off. Feel like I play for the New York Giants. I ain't got no limit, Master P was lying. Not a family guy, but I talk to my dogs like Brian. My gun got drunk, sing off note like Mariah. Nigga said he a gangster, he a compulsive liar. He talking about that side, you a pathological liar.